0: This episode is one that Brittany and I recorded a few years ago when we were first exploring the idea of doing a podcast. It covers something fundamental to the road to financial freedom, budgeting. Now, for those of you who've gotten your financial house in order, this is one you might skip. But if you're like most Americans, even Brittany and I a few years ago, you often feel out of control when it comes to money. I think you'll find some actionable tips in this episode, and it's worth a listen. Enjoy. I'm Neil. And I'm Brittany. We are a family on a journey towards financial and location independence. Each week, we interview successful real estate entrepreneurs about their chosen investment strategy and rate it based on how much money it took to get started, how long it took to educate themselves, how passive it is, and whether or not they could do it from anywhere in the world.
1: Welcome to The Road to Family Freedom. If you like our show, the easiest way for you to give back is to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Head on over to RoadToFamilyFreedom.com slash review for links and instructions on how to do that. We would be so grateful. All right. Enough out of us. Let's hit the road to family freedom.
0: All right. So what are we
1: talking about this week? We are talking about a really fun subject. <gasps> money, wealth, spending but, money. Uh, no, budgeting, budgeting, budgeting.
0: Oh. Oh, yeah. Can I skip this episode?
1: <laughs> no, because it's actually kind of fun. Okay. It's like a game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, this week we wanted to talk about the foundation of financial freedom um, because it doesn't really matter how much money you have if you spend it all as soon as you have it. Um, you know, if you're if you're spending more than you're bringing in, then you are in trouble. And um, so we have experienced this ourselves, and we wanted um, to talk to you guys about how we've sort of gotten back on track and what we're doing to get that foundation to be really strong. Um, and again, that's just budgeting. So, uh, what how, if,
0: so how, how we, how we've been budgeting in the past.
1: Um, we have in the past been using mint, <laughs>
0: I guess Am I, I right? I guess I guess I should be answering this question because I've. I know.
1: Yeah. Um, Do you want here? I'll ask. I'll take it. Okay. I'll ask you. Um. Cool. So budgeting. What have we done in the past? We
0: have done a, a mix of um, mint and praying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I've done a lot of, um, la, 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 sticking my fingers in my ear and just pretending that I don't know because I, I like to say that I am not very good at money, which is probably not totally true. I just don't really want to have to care. Yeah.
0: Um, we have all joking aside, we have, uh, we have, we're, we have a mint account and that sort of pulls in all of our different banking accounts. Um, and we typically, we've got one bank account for all of our fixed expenses, like our mortgage, our insurance, uh, uh, auto insurance and things like that. Um, and then we have another account for our sort of our spending money and, um, you know, it it really doesn't work all that well. Mint is sort of great for, um, sort of seeing what happened. Like oh, where did all of our? Why do we have no money right now? Where did, our, where, <laughs> yes. did all, where did all of our money go? Um, and it's really not. It's not budgeting. I mean, they, they, it, it's not budgeting. It's sort of tracking. It's like a. It's like a giant check register with all of your different accounts, your credit cards, and your banks and savings and all that. Uh, and it's very interesting to look at, but um, it doesn't. It's not really all that useful for us. I mean, I'm, I know there's people who probably. It's great for them. Didn't work for us.
1: Um, Yeah. Well, for me, like I never knew how to, like I could barely log in half the time and there was always, God knows what was going on. And I didn't actually know. I mean, mostly I knew how much I was supposed to spend on groceries. And I still, a lot of times I didn't, I wasn't aware enough to be able to look back. It was hard to see where it was. I couldn't really figure out how much had I spent. Yeah. Um, It just wasn't working yes
0: so uh, one of the things that we have done in the past um, was the envelope method Um, and if you're not familiar with the envelope method it's basically where um, you know you've got your fixed expenses like your your mortgage your rent uh, your insurance your car payment whatever you've got uh, your utilities And then you've got the money that you need. You're spending money, groceries, uh, dining out, entertainment, things like that. And what you do is you, you know how much you can take out uh, for each pay period and you take that money out in cash and then you put it into these envelopes for groceries and dining out and things like that. You sort of fill up those buckets and I, I recall what I remember was that, um, I really liked it because it gave me this feeling of control, like I sort of knew I knew how much money we had, and I never felt all that guilty about spending money because I knew I had it it wasn't like I knew I wasn't putting on a credit card and going, Oh, I think we've got enough money to make that payment this you know mm-hmm. but why don't you why don't you tell me sort of some of the problems with it
1: <laughs> Well, my biggest problem was that i didn't know how to, to make it work really functionally well, because sometimes I would forget the envelope. What happens if I'm out and I didn't plan to spend money on XYZ thing, and I didn't have the envelope with me, then I couldn't spend the money. But I am a mom. I have a three and a half year old and, um, a home business and, you know, a house to run. So sometimes I have to do things just on the fly. And that was really incredibly inconvenient. Um, Also, like they were easy to lose. I mean, I didn't lose any money, but I always was terrified that I was going to. Um, And I'm sure, you know, there's some things that like, I know Dave Ramsey sells some things that make that a little bit better, but like functionally that didn't work. And then the other thing was that, so 90% of the time for something like groceries, yeah, I do that. But there's always that 10% of the time where I might say, hey, Neil, can you grab some XYZ on the way home? And then what, he, what does he buy that with? Because he doesn't have the envelope. I have the envelope. And so the, the convenience factor was just not there in it. So you know, for, for things like fun money or something where one of us is absolutely going to be spending that money. I could see it making sense. It, it could work for that. But even then, if I want to buy something on Amazon, I'd have to redeposit the money. It just there was too much there. It, there was too much process. <laughs> and we have a family, and we've already talked about. I mean, half the reason we're doing this podcast because we want to teach people how to not spend a bunch of time on on doing this and make it easy. And we were spending a bunch more time on budgeting and it wasn't like getting us anywhere cause we weren't actually saving that much money.
0: Well, and some silly stuff like, you know, you, you've got, you know, you know, hey, uh, we spent, we need $20 a month for clothes for, uh, for the kid. Um, well, you know, you're supposed to put in what, $10 every pay period to make $20. Well, you know, to do that, you have to go get change. And getting, mm-hmm. getting change gets to be kind of, it, it, it's a silly thing, but it's actually a bit of a pain in the butt. Um, and then another thing like gas, like getting gas at the pump, you know, uh, we yeah. always typically just didn't, we didn't put gas in, in one of our envelopes. We just did it on one of our cards. But then sometimes we would forget that we'd, you know, spend a bunch of money on gas and then we didn't pull that money out. Or we couldn't pull that money out for, uh, for groceries. And it was just, it was always a mess.
1: It didn't work. Yeah. So we, obviously that didn't work for us. And the other way, you know, the, the postmortem budgeting of just like looking at what happened with mint that didn't work. Um, so what are we doing now? Like what is working? Because I think this is working actually, and I'm yes. excited to talk about it.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, we are using a program and a method called you need a budget. Um, there's a podcast. There's a website, budget dot com. Uh, there's a web app, and there's an iOS and Android app. Um, and it is, at its simplest, the best way I can describe it is it's like a digital version of the envelope method.
1: I I would agree, and I would add that I feel like he has this mindset almost that he calls them rules, but in my mind, they're almost like mindset pieces that really make a huge difference here because they really help to hammer out some of the problems with even, you know, even if I was doing the envelope method with just, I know there's some other apps that do the envelope method as a digital version, but where they're lacking is these really cool, these four rules that, um the guy who created it, his name is Jesse Um has and just sort of this no,
0: Jesse Meekum.
1: Jesse Meekum, yeah. yeah. Jesse.
0: Jo- oh, gotcha, Jesse has. Okay. <laughs>
1: sorry, Jesse sorry. has them. It's okay. Um it's so it's these four rules that that Jesse Meekum created, and they are, I think, what make make YNAB. You need a budget. YNAB is what it's called for short, um, really special and actually Doable and and useful as something more than just this, you know, sort of budget, which is kind of what we had before. Um, so that's so what, what are, I really like.
0: So what are the rules? Four um,
1: rules, don't they? Yes, there are four rules. So the the four rules. Number one is give every dollar a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that mean? So give every dollar a job means that you don't just have this these like amorphous. Um, pots of money. You know, you don't typically, you might have like an emergency fund, but like when you're saving money, you're really saving money for something in particular. One of those might be emergencies, but also creating jobs that you want to have your money do for you. So some of those are going to be part of your expenses, groceries, um, those kinds of things. And some of them are going to be, um, you know, things that you're, you're saving up for. And by giving that your money a job, it it gives you a purpose really. I think it makes it a lot easier to save that money because you have that purpose. Um, And, and feel free to jump in. If there was something else around the give your money dollar, give every dollar a job sort of concept.
0: That's the concept that's most closely tied to, um, to the envelope method, because essentially Mm -hmm. the thing is when you have money come in, when you have inflow of money, you sit down and you say, all right, what what buckets am I going to put this into? Well, I know that I need to put this much into my mortgage bucket and my insurance bucket and grocery budget. Um, And I like that. It's really like when it comes in and the the idea is to have every dollar budgeted, you know, so every every dollar uh, has a job.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you're not just, again, like having a giant bucket of savings and then you dip into that for whatever you want because when you do that, you don't really know, like if you 're spending it wisely, you know it helps I think give you a direction as well, like if you 're going in the right direction. Um, so rule number two is embrace your true expenses, and maybe Neil can give us a good synopsis of that I think he may so help.
0: yes, it, uh, so embrace your true expenses um, so often we we sit there and we focus on those expenses that come along every month, and Brittany and I were both we were forgetting those periodic expenses i mean i had i had sort of a savings bucket for uh christmas and um our uh uh, car registration and like a car repair funds kind of things but there were other other expenses that were coming along periodically that i was not accounting for and all of a sudden we i'd be like why do we have no money and it's like oh because you know we Spent a bunch of money on, um, on our dog's vet bill that, you know, she goes for a yearly checkup or, you know, or we we had more doctor's appointments this month, or we have a credit card that has an annual fee on it. And we weren't accounting for that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so what it does is it says, all right, sit down and figure out what you spend, what it costs, you know, to how much money you want to have for Christmas every year. Um, And don't try and like come up with that money the month before Christmas, put away a little bit of that money every month. Um, And same thing with, you know, car registration, you know, you're going to have to pay your car registration every month, every year, you know what it's going to be. So go there, divide it by 12 and then, you know, put that money away
1: yeah and I think that's a really great way of doing things we actually we just had a vet visit with Bella um, to do her like teeth clean that 's our dog Bella um, she She had her teeth clean, she had some vaccines she had some kind of like normal yearly care, and so we have a number now, and now we know what we need to budget for the next twelve months to be able to pay for that without having to move things around because we did have to move some things around a little bit um, for this visit. So I'm, I really love this one because it's really just about being prepared. And instead of looking back, like Mint is just kind of looking, oh, what happened? And then not doing anything about it. We're actually going, okay, what are these things and, and planning forward and really making sure. And it makes it easier because $10 a month is much easier than, um, you know, then, then just having $120 have to be pulled out, out. Yeah. Just appear out of nowhere. Like, you know, $120 might not be a lot, but if, you know, that's a, a decent chunk of my, you know, a of, of part of my grocery budget and that would impact us. So yeah. I like this one. Um, and the other, the third one that I really think is also like, it's, it really is a mindset one is roll with the punches. So it's really about just being flexible, because if you're really inflexible with those um, buckets and, and not being able to account for things that do come up because some stuff still comes up or you'll forget something, or you know maybe you just need to change a priority for now, um, if you're able to be flexible, you can really you can, you can make it work, and you can move things around and, and kind of take things out of some, some of your buckets that might not be prior like top top priorities. And make it work. Um, do you have any other like comments um, on that one?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like Dave Ramsey is a big thing on like uh, you know stick to a budget. You know, find out you know you, this is what how much money you want to spend on groceries and dining out, and and stick to that. Um, and life doesn't always uh, come at you that way. There are time there are things that come up. You know, last year. Um, when our dog went to the vet to get her teeth cleaned, she had to have a bunch of teeth pulled. Uh, and it was a lot more than a normal vet visit. Um, and, uh, you know, so those things, those things come along, things that you forget to budget for, things that, you know, things times where it's like, you know, we're just, we're really lazy this month and we're not doing so well at, at, uh, at making dinners. And so we maybe spend a little bit money on dining out. And yeah. maybe that, maybe that means that we don't spend as much money on, on entertainment, like going, you know, watch movies or, or things like that, you know, let just, yeah. we roll with it.
1: Yep. Yes. Um, and then our fourth rule that we're following with YNAB is to age your money. Um, and this rule really goes into, instead of spending what you're making At the time that you're making it, you're really spending money that you've made a month ago, two months ago, six months ago, a year ago, whatever it is. So rather than being in this paycheck to paycheck cycle, you're breaking that cycle and you're able to um, save basically you have kind of a buffer that, you know, and that really also helps you roll with the punches because if something really big came up, you could theoretically dip into that if you had to, um, cause it's almost like a savings buffer. It's not really the idea, but you know, um, you're, you're able to, to have a lot more flexibility and, and make sure that you, it, this is really great also for people who have, um, income that is, varying because if they've got kind of a solid what they're spending from a a last month they can it's it's a little bit easier to deal with those highs and lows Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that for us moving forward with some of the things that we're going to be doing um you know we'll have like a, a real baseline but we might have some other money that comes in that changes especially with my business things like that and and so being able to to have this sort of baseline of our money being older and we're not spending just what we made this month it, it will make things a lot easier and um it's it's i think can be a lot less stressful
0: yeah it's kind of, i kind of think of it as a sort of an interim step between uh an emergency fund i mean you've got your emergency fund you know and they you know mm-hmm. most people say you should try and have 6 months uh, worth of expenses in the bank for an emergency where like if somebody lost their job or got hurt or whatever um And and that's good, and that's and you still do this with with YNAB, Uh, but this is like just sort of evening out those uneven highs and lows of of the way of the ebbs and flows of a budget. You know, there's Mm -hmm. some months where you're going to spend more money, and um, and we do have variable income right now. Our our Airbnb um, has a has a you know we basically know how much money we're going to make every month, Uh, but it goes up and it goes down. I mean, we have a high season, we have a low season. So uh, this also kind of helps to kind of, you know, smooth some of that out.
1: Yeah. And I, I was, we were really excited because we, we really just got started with this. We did a little bit like setting it up in January, but mainly we, we, we basically created our main budget and really started this at the beginning of this month. Um, And, and then have been working on it with the two week pay period basically is what we're working on. And, um, for me, we, I, I ended up not spending all the grocery budget, which was huge and is a big deal for me because, um, I am big into healthy food and it's really important to me, but I managed and I didn't scrimp. I didn't hoop on I didn't do anything. I just sort of was more aware. And so I didn't buy extras. I didn't buy things that we didn't need. And that left us with extra money. And and I think we did that sort of in a few different places. And so Neil came in um, while I was making breakfast the other day, and he goes, "Small victories. Our money is ten days old." <laughs> and um, it seems kind of silly, but it was really exciting because that's you know we're a tenth of the or a third of the way there. Actually, a third of the way there because you want thirty days. So we're
0: yeah.
1: we're a third of the way to our first initial goal of getting. Thirty days ahead and aging our money one month um, and and literally it 's been two weeks that was nothing like so you know i'm i 'm just like this is super exciting, and I know that we can continue to do it and and if we have a little bit like of a, a month where we don 't save as much money that 's okay too but i i'm i 'm excited that we 're going to be able to to keep moving forward with this and and really I I already feel successful and that those those accomplishments, the accomplishment energy so important for me.
0: Yeah. What what is it that you like most about Wine app?
1: Um I don't I think I guess it just really makes sense to me. I like like I said I really like the rules and the kind of mindset around it. Um the the app and the like software function well, which is nice. There's some great functionality uh, there, but I I really think it's just this, uh, the mindset around it is a huge deal for me. And, and I think it also, because we're looking at it each week kind of, and we're kind of like, we're, we're up on it and it's like right there. I can open it up and see where we're at on our different buckets and what we spent. Um, It's, Really, really helping me to um, to have though that like accomplishment energy again like it's and and to see our small victories and be able to move forward, whereas before like i couldn't tell what was going on, and it just so i wasn't aware now I have a lot more awareness I have those that ability to get sort of that pump from um those small accomplishments and and that mindset piece, which is really important for me as. As a coach, I talk about mindset all the time. (laughs) Um, What do you like most?
0: Um, Well, one is the simplicity of it. It's really, it's actually really, really simple. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say two um, is that before it really felt like um, we were, Brittany and I don't fight very much, um, but when we do get irritated with each other, a lot of times it's about money. And that's true, probably of a lot of married couples. Um, but that was something I noticed a lot, and a lot of it was just a lack of communication. I mean, we just mm-hmm. Brittany, Brittany just didn't know what was going on with the money, and I wasn't really doing a very good job of of like letting her know. Um, and it would only be until we were sort of in crisis mode where I'd be like, "Why did you spend that money?" You know, and that's not and, and that's not fair to her because she had no idea. Um, uh, the and so I think it's made us. We're the two of us are just more engaged with it um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: together. It's more of a, more of a, a, a it's a joint thing. Um, and then lastly, um, uh, we, I, I love, I, I love travel credit cards. I love travel hacking. And we'll, at some point we're going to take a detour episode and we're going to interview some travel hackers. Um, and so we, I like to put, um, spending on to airline on, uh, cards that, that earn, uh, airline or hotel miles. Um, and, uh, before, you know, we were usually pretty good about not overspending, you know, but that's, it's really easy to lose track of if you're not really on top of it. And there, there have been some times where we, things have gotten out of control and it's all of a sudden like, Oh my God, why is our, why is our credit card bill so big? And, and we wouldn't have the money to pay for it because we didn't realize that we were overspending. Um, YNAB, the YNAB app, you put in those different cards. And when you do, when you log a transaction and they recommend you log like a transaction right when you're doing it. And it's a good habit to get into. Um, if you spend on a credit card, it automatically pulls the money out of that bucket, whether it's groceries or, um, automobile gas or, uh, fund money, it takes it out and puts it into a payment bucket where it says that money is allocated towards your credit card payment and you, and it's gone. You, you forget about it and it's, it's not an issue. And it really just gives you an idea of, oh, I know what my credit card payment's going to be this month because there it is. And I know that that's money that I've budgeted for. It's not coming Mm -hmm. from some nebulous, you know, like, oh, I don't want to spend this money this month. I mean, I know that the money's there.
1: Well, when we're spending, you know, when I'm using a credit card to pay for something, I'm still putting it in as if I'm taking it out of the cash budget. It's Mm -hmm. just being paid for by Initially buy this credit card so that we can reap these rewards and and have you know a fantastic vacation Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, that's that's kind of um, it is a it's a nice security measure Against overspending on credit cards because it's really easy to do that. Yeah, unfortunately.
0: Yeah So what's our destination? Uh, What's our first goal with YNAB?
1: Oh, I think, I think I've already, I think I already kind of mentioned that, um, we would like to get 30 days, um, you know, age or money, 30 days. And then, um, I actually have some business credit card debt, um, from sort of a arm of my business that didn't work out, which is okay. It was a learning experience, but I got to pay for that learning experience now. Um, (laughs) and so, um, we're, we're working on, on getting rid of that. And then, you know what, I'll be using, you need a budget to make sure that I actually am on top of my, um, expenses for my, my business and, and, um, not going to get into this problem because I'll be able to say, oh, I have these XYZ business expenses that come up each year and I can start Putting them in a bucket right now, so that when it comes time for me to pay for, you know, um, some kind of policy or service that's a yearly thing, that it's just taken care of, and I don't have to feel like, oh crap, I have to make extra money this month now because I I didn't really keep that in account. So thoughts. um, So yeah. So pay that guy off and get thirty days of uh, money sort of banked in the the account that's our deal. All right. Awesome. So that is uh, our kind of um, overview of YNAB. And if you guys have questions, feel free to reach out to us, but we, I, I would like to say we are not sponsors of YNAB in any way, shape or form. We paid for it ourselves. <laughs> oh, we,
0: uh, and that's, it is not free. Um, yes. It costs, and I'm trying to remember the exact cost it is. It's about $7 a month or about $85 a year is what I recall.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, set aside a little bit of money and for us, it's a tool that's well worth it. It definitely has already earned its, um, it's already got its ROI up there with like the savings that we had on our grocery budgets. We pretty much paid for the, the year plus some. So, um, but yeah, we are not sponsors. We don't have any affiliation with YNAB. We just really, really like it. So if you have questions about how we're using it or or anything like that, we're happy to share with you. And now that we've come sort of to the very end of our podcast, we wanted to talk about um, you know, uh some some sightseeing, what we what's catching our eye this week on the road. <laughs> um so um Neil, what's uh, what's caught your eye this week?
0: Well, uh, I love. We both love reading, and we're obsessive readers. Uh, mm-hmm. Brittany's currently in the lead right now. She's reading more books than I am. <laughs> um, but uh, a book that I'm really digging right now is called uh, "One Small Step Can Change Your Life: The Kaizen Way." Um, and what Kaizen is is a, it's a Japanese um, word and philosophy, but it actually has its roots in, um, uh, in the United States. Um, during World War II, um, the United States sort of developed this Kaizen method. It wasn't called Kaizen back there. It was called continuous improvement. Uh, and the idea is that very small changes, um, can lead to very big results when done over time. Um, and the idea is that, you know, when you think of a big goal and that's sort of what I mentioned, um, uh, in a previous podcast when I talked about the little, three year old girl who, uh, said she wanted to be an astronaut and you know, all these things kids don't know to be afraid, you know? And so when we're staring at some big goal, like, well, I want to make a million dollars this year, um, that actually triggers, um, uh, our fight or flight, um, response in our brain and it's just natural and so what you do is you try to break things down into really really small um uh, small actions that need to be done and the best example i can really uh, take from this is uh, give about this was i had a, a friend of mine who wanted to lose weight and uh he started on january 1st He got up and he said, all right, I'm going to start exercising. And he didn't like go down and get a gym membership and spend a bunch of money and then try and like, I'm going to work out five days this week. And, and then, you know, the next week he only worked out four and then three and then two, and then pretty much he was done. Uh, He started off, he said, I'm going to do one push up, one sit up, and I'm going to walk for one, uh, one jumping jack. And then I'm going to walk for one minute. That's all he did. And then the second day he did two, 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 and two. And then he built up you know, slowly over time. And so what happens is that it's much easier to build a habit when you start that way, because the idea is to not get the result from the habit. The idea is to just build the habit.
1: Yeah. Build the habit of the habit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, This is actually one of my my favorite people in the world is Gretchen Rubin. She talks a lot about habits and she does talk about this as well. So um, I'm excited to read this book because I think it'll go a little bit deeper and help me to understand how I can help my coaching, my health coaching clients um, to create habits in an easier way. Although I will mention a little bit of a caveat here that there are some people that really can't sustain the small micro habits and have a really, really rough time with it. And um, those type of people... uh, are people that that really do need big steps now they may not need the big like go from one to the very end but sometimes people do better when they do jump in all the way yeah. or or a little deeper than just yeah. um, you know one push-up at a time but for for a good amount of us I think that building that habit of the habit with those small steps can be really really beneficial for sure
0: what about you any any sightseeing you're doing
1: um, I, you know, what I'm really enjoying, I'll just go with the book theme. What I'm really enjoying is going back and reading books that either I read in my childhood or um, young adult sort of time, or reading young adult books that um, I missed out on for whatever reason, just generationally, I I missed it. Uh, It wasn't, you know, um, I didn't have to read it at my school or just, you know, and and it didn't... um, wasn't exposed to it for whatever reason. So um, I've been rereading the Harry Potter books for several months now, and right now I'm on book six. Um, once I go back to the library, I'll grab the second book in um, Madeline Langle's Time series, which starts with The Wrinkle in Time. Um, and then I I don't have those books anymore, so I I read The Wrinkle in Time in like three days or something, um, and I haven't made it back to the library to grab the this is, this a is wind in she, the door. That's
0: why she's <laughs> reading books than me, because she sits there and she reads for like the whole
1: night. No, I just love I love reading. And so what I find so I've also I've read The Giver, which is a Newberry Award winner. Um, I I read one that I didn't I had never heard of called The Princess Academy that I really, really enjoyed. And these are these are really they're young adult novels, but they are so enjoyable and um you get a lot, something different out of them when you read them as an adult. Um, Cause there's a lot of times there's a lot of morals or kind of um, like background knowledge that, um, that is there. And, and some of it you don't see it unless you've already experienced life a little bit. And so I'm just so enjoying going back and reading these books as an adult um, and, you know, so we'll see what I, like I said, I'm I'm on book six of Harry Potter. So I'll probably roll through th- that those books pretty soon here. I'm about halfway through that book. It's only been a couple of days. So there's something <laughs> I need to stop. Um, uh, but anyway, if you're listening and you have like a young adult novel that you think I might enjoy, I would love to hear about it. I do tend t- to like some of the more fantasy oriented ones, but I'm definitely not opposed to something else. So um, well, if people
0: want to connect with you, what would be the best way for them to do that?
1: Uh, so on pretty much every social media platform, if you want to What's get the, best, <laughs> one? What's the,
0: the best, best one,
1: probably Facebook, but um, Facebook and Instagram are where I'm at the most of the time. And, and my handle for both of those is the Brit me T H E B R I T T M as in Mack truck, uh, E. And so, yeah, that's the best way you can, you know, so you can give me a shout out and let me know what I should be reading next. Um, you can also get me on Twitter. I'll get a notification, so I'll find it eventually. Just not, just not hanging out there very much. Um, you can also find the road family freedom on some of those platforms as well, but, yep. um, where can we find you Neil?
0: Uh, well, I'm on Instagram at high Neil i think it's
1: uh, hi actually
0: hi dot that just shows you how much i, I use it <laughs> i would be using it more uh, I'm looking it up right now um, but I, I trust i trust my wife <laughs> it is hi uh, and neil is spelled the correct way n e i l You can also reach me at uh on twitter neil uh, just neil henderson n e i l awesome uh, henderson
1: all right. And right. you know, we'll have all of this information in the show notes as that, well.
0: That is correct. So thank you for joining us. The road to family freedom podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment and show notes are found, as we said, at the road to familyfreedom.com. Uh, come back often and feel free to add the podcast, to your favorite RSS feed uh, or iTunes. And if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really makes a huge difference in our uh, building, building an audience for us. Um, You can also follow us on Instagram as we said and Facebook at road to family freedom. Uh, All the links will be in the show notes. So let's hit the road.
1: All right. Thanks. We'll see you guys next next week or hear you guys. Nope. You'll hear us. (laughs) (laughs) Talk soon. Bye. Bye.
0: (laughs) And if you like this podcast, we would really appreciate it if you take just a few minutes and leave a review for us on iTunes. It's really simple to do. Just go to roadtofamilyfreedom.com slash review for links and instructions. Thanks for listening. We're doing this all again next week. Until then, safe travels.